you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. right now and I just want listen I'm not going to go any further until I tell you this that if you are in here right now and you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost tonight if you need something from the Lord I don't care how big it is. I don't care how small it is. But if you came in here needing something from God tonight, tonight is your night to leave with your answer. Tonight is your night to leave with your miracle. Tonight is the night to leave changed. The choice is up to you. How you leave this place. I didn't come here just to be up here and give you a sweet sermon. Even though I sure hope to God I do good tonight. (laughs) But it doesn't matter what I say. I can speak all of these crazy big words like my brother does. I don't even have any idea what he's saying sometimes. I can do that if I need to, but that's not what I came here for tonight. I came here to encourage somebody in the Holy Ghost. Some of us need revive tonight. You can leave here revived tonight in your spirit. Some of you haven't been on fire in a long time. It tonight. I preached in windfall. I'm not used to that. I preached in windfall today, and we had a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that it's just the beginning of what God is going to do all day today. I believe I have just seen the brink of what God has in this sermon that I'm going to give to you. If it isn't for you, I'm going to preach it for myself. Because sometimes you have to give yourself your own word. Dad, we know what's going on down in Texas right now. 
And sometimes we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So I'm going to preach like I want to preach. And you can preach with me. And if you don't, please preach. In the book of Acts chapter 9, verses number, <laughs> verses number 3 through 8. What an honor. I love my home church. There's no place like this place. There's no place I would rather preach. And when I'm not home, I miss y'all so much. I miss everything about this place, even every one of you. Listen, I love all of you. There's not one person in here that I don't like. <laughs> I promise. If I tease you sometimes, it's because I love you. <laughs> I give honor to my dad tonight. And to my Uncle Danny and Gentry and Spencer and all these guys, if they got up here right now, they could run circles around me going backwards with their hands tied on one leg. And even though some of you didn't have any idea that I was going to be here tonight to preach, I, want, I just want you to know that it is the will of God that I'm here tonight to preach this to my home church. And it's the will of God that you are here. There is no such things as coincidences in the kingdom of God. Everything happens for a reason. Do you believe it? The book of Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 8. If you have it, say amen. Oh, y'all, y'all have it up there. Cheater. <laughs> and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there, there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? Get this oneness right here that it shows. <laughs> he says, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom Thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The same one who he ridiculed and he killed others for worshiping was the same one who came to him on the road to Damascus. And number six, and he trembling astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Verse number 7. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no man. <laughs> and this is my last one, verse number 8. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Now listen, out of all of us who are ever up here, I am the short-winded preacher. Y'all should be happy I'm here tonight. But if you will help me preach for a few minutes, I believe we're going to have a mighty demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. 
just for a few minutes, I want to help you. And I want to preach to you an encounter with Jesus. An encounter with Jesus. Now, would you lift your hands one more time and lift your hearts unto the Lord and ask for his help. Ask for revelation. God, we worship you tonight. We lift your name. We magnify you. I pray that the gift of faith would be loosed in this house right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that everyone that came in here that needed emotional healing and physical healing would be healed. I pray for everyone that needs anything from you would receive it tonight. And that everybody in here that needs the gift of the Holy Ghost would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we will be quick to give you the praise and quick to give you the glory in the name of Jesus. One more time, clap your hands before you're seated. Oh, come on, really clap your hands for a minute. Now, if you will help me preach, you can be seated. If not, don't be seated so I know who you are. Oh, God, thank you. Thank the Lord everyone got seated real quick like that makes me feel a little bit better about myself tonight. We serve a God that is so powerful that all it took was one encounter with a Christian killer who killed Christians just because he could. All it took was one encounter with this man whose name was Saul to completely change his life forever. Not only was his life changed forever, but in this one encounter, not only did it change the way he saw, but it changed the way people saw him. And it, and after the encounter, he became one of the greatest evangelists that the world has ever saw before. Do you realize that after the encounter with Jesus, that he changed Asia upside down? He was the greatest missionary we have ever heard of before. Not only did it change who he was and how he thought and how he saw everything, but it also changed what they called him. And let me just add this. The same word that he killed people for reading the Bible. At the end of his life, do you realize he wrote 13 books of the Bible? One encounter with Jesus caused him to get a revelation of the name of Jesus in the oneness of God. That's what the one encounter did to him. This is the... I'm, When Jesus encountered problems, they turned into utter miracles. When Jesus encountered sickness, it changed into healing. When Jesus encountered the waves and the wind on the boat, it changed to complete calmness. That is why that all it would take is for one encounter for you to be changed forever. 
Every time that we come into the house of God, we should be encountering the Lord. We should never leave the same way we came in. But we have to encounter Jesus. When Jesus encountered death on the cross, do you realize that he transformed death into life? All it took was for a little widow woman to grab the hem of his garment for her to be healed. If we can just get that to where Jesus is, anything can happen. My God, I thought I was in a Pentecostal church tonight. Does anyone believe that when we encounter the Lord that anything can happen? I just got home from India not too long ago where we saw over 300 miraculously healed and over 180 receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The glory of God came into every service. You could see it. There were devils cast out. People were slain in the spirit. Do you realize? I've been asked, even though I've only been overseas twice, I'm still a rookie at all this stuff, you know. I'm 19. I shouldn't be going overseas so much. At least that's what my mom tells me. But I think she cares for me, though. <laughs> but this is the thing, Brother Joe. Why we see what we see overseas is because if they don't have Jesus, Brother David, they have nothing. They don't have hospitals like we have. They don't. Listen. I got to tell you a story real quick, and then I'll get back to preaching. Oh, y'all got to love me sometimes. We were in a service, and there were people being healed everywhere. And this lady walked in, leprosy all over her face. If anyone knows anything about this, if you come into contact with it, it spreads like wildfire. It does. And... Everyone was being healed. We were laying hands on people. And we all looked at the same time. It was the most incredible thing ever. We looked at the same time at the same lady who had leprosy, Isaac, all over her face. And she was sitting there by herself, crying and tears rolling down her face. And I heard God speak to me at that point. Now listen, I like the gift of faith. I believe in healings. Okay, but I ain't crazy. Okay, I am crazy, but I don't like to be. <laughs> and we were up there praying. I'll get back to serious. Hold on. We're up there praying, and I heard God speak to me. And he said, you probably wonder why she's crying. He said, because no one will pray for her because they're too afraid to so let's say Carrie was this lady, and I got up on the platform. And I was up here, Jesus, I command healing to come. And listen, listen, healing can happen without you laying hands on people. It can. And I'm up there praying. I had like the goosebump thing. I was juking and jiving. God, you're going to do it right now. And all of a sudden, I, like, it was like Jesus was standing right here. He said, lay hands on her. I went. I said, God, hold on. 
I believe in faith and I know that you will heal her. I said, but do you realize what would happen if I let hand? Listen, guys, I've been in the hospital too much. And the only way I'm going back is in handcuffs. Y'all laugh all you want to. You'll see. And I said, if I lay hands on her, do you realize that it could jump to me? Listen, y'all should see the Indian hospitals. I was able to walk into one. Y'all, it looked like a barn on a weekend. They didn't know what they were doing in there. Everything was gross. Nothing was healthy. It couldn't have been healthy. I said, God, if I get leprosy, I'm going to have to go into that place because they ain't going to let me home. What are you thinking? And he said, go lay hands on her. Now listen. I'm not always in like a joking, I am in a joking mood at all times of my life. Y'all should know that by now. But sometimes I joke with God and I said, fine. But if I get leprosy and I die, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) So I'm being serious. I said, fine. I'll go lay hands on her. Whatever. And as I'm walking toward her, the other guys who I had not said a word to, started walking with me. And I looked, and they said, you heard the same thing we did, didn't you? I said, sadly. <laughs> and we lay hands on I did. And we walk up to her, and as we, now listen, this completely broke my heart. As we were walking up, to, I could still see it in my head. As we were walking up to her, she started crying more, and she started going, don't touch me. I'm I'm unclean. Don't touch me. And we walked up to her, me being the little coward I was, telling God I was going to fight him if I died. We walked up with with an Indian man who could help us interpret. And I said, God sees you, and God is going to heal you. And we all laid hands on her. Listen, it's not anything that I can do. It's what's working through us. We can all do this. This is the book of Acts kind of stuff I'm talking about. And we all lay hands on her. And we start praying. And the Holy Ghost is falling. Everyone around us is shouting. And she's over there crying. And we're laying hands on her. And I said, God, I know when we take our hands off of this woman that the leprosy is going to be gone in the name of Jesus. And listen, listen, I'm being honest. I took my hand off her head, and I looked, and the leprosy was still there. It was. I said, God, I don't know why you're waiting, but I believe in you. And we prayed on, we kept laying hands, and we didn't have anything happen. Sometimes, y'all, we have to pray for a while. Sometimes answers don't come like that. It's true. So we said, God, even if you don't heal her, we believe in you. And we begin to walk away so we could lay hands on other people. And by the time we got up on the platform, we heard these screams coming from this side. And we looked to where they were coming from. Listen, they have some crazy 
ISIS people over there. I didn't know what was going on. I'm being serious. I had no idea what was about to happen in that place. And we heard these screams, and we all turn around thinking, what, what's about to happen? And there were people shouting all around her. And this 50-something-year-old Indian was sitting in her seat, smiling. And it took me a minute to recognize that it was the same lady that we had prayed for. And the leprosy was completely gone. That is why I've come to preach to somebody that it doesn't matter what you have going on and it doesn't matter what you're going through. I know that one encounter with Jesus could change your life forever and Jesus is here today. It doesn't matter where your marriage is. It doesn't matter how depressed you are. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I've come to tell somebody that God is here. Sit down so I can preach. I'm not even halfway done yet. Hallelujah. The world today is completely full of witchcraft and sin and perversion. If some of you haven't seen yet, in Arkansas, they they have built this crazy looking demon thing that had the body of a man and the head of a goat with children around him I'm telling you something right now that if we aren't living in the spirit of witchcraft today and we're not living with the spirit of the antichrist that's why when we come to church we can't we don't have time to play around that because the antichrist spirit is on the prowl right now let me take a break to say something The Antichrist spirit is after every one of you. And it will do everything it can. It will find you at your school. It will find you on the street. No matter. Listen. Listen to me. You be careful what you let your eyes watch. You be careful what games you allow yourself to play. Because if the. Listen. If the enemy can destroy our young people, he has destroyed the future of the church. That's why we need some praying elders and we need some praying saints. The world today is full of the antichrist spirit and so many people are lost and dying and going to hell all it would take was one encounter with Jesus for this city in this nation in this world to be changed forever that's why we should support our missionaries Anytime that we get a time to go out and to do outreach with Pastor Spencer, we need some people that will be determined. One encounter. Everyone say one encounter. You know what? Even though the world is full of this, Sometimes 
and I'm guilty, okay? Dad, I'm not perfect like you think I am. You see that laugh he just gave? I don't like that. He's not going to have me come back to preach after I just lied in the pulpit. But even the church has begun to take Jesus out of their daily lives. Oh, I'm gonna, I knew it's going to get tight in here at this point, but that's all right. Listen to me. This is what the Bible says. That Satan is the prince of the power of the air. I'm not talking about the air in your tires. I'm not saying go ride a horse for the rest of your life. That's not what I'm saying. Here's my question. Sister Brooks, I picked on you at Windfall, so I'm going to ask you the same question. No, you can answer wrong. Who is the power? Who holds the power of the air? Jesus. Wrong. It is. Do you know who holds the power of the air coming out of your own mouth? You own the power of the air that's coming through you. And that's coming out of your mouth. So when we begin to take Jesus out of our daily lives, we are literally saying, Satan, here I am. Use me however you want to. And when we begin to take Jesus out of our daily lives, then we begin to gossip and drama. Our job is to edify the body. The only way we can edify the body is if we live this on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll just, I'm going to get off my notes one more time. I did something this week. I looked. Now, listen, if you read this post on Facebook, keep your mouth shut so I can tell everybody else that doesn't care about what I post, all right? Whenever, I love you. Whenever that they destroyed Solomon's temple in the book, I think it was Exodus. I'm not really, I don't, I'm not really sure. But whenever they destroyed Solomon's temple, the reason they destroyed the temple of God was because they believed when they destroyed the temple of God that they destroyed the church. Mm. They thought if I could just set fire to their church and their, their whole temple, that I can keep them from ever spreading what goes against how what I think, Spencer. But this is what they didn't realize, Aiden, is that the church is not a building. The church is the people inside of the building. That is why church on Sunday and Wednesday and Thursday and whenever you decide to have church in this building is not good enough because this building and the building out there is not the church but we are the church so we better live this thing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. One more thing and I'll get back on my notes. You could be the only Bible someone ever reads. 
some of us like to go out on the weekends and we like to do everything that the world does and talk like they do and act like they do and listen with the exact same things that they listen to. But I read that we're supposed to be separate, which means when we go out, that they should realize that is the church. (laughs) Someone needs to get that right now. That is the church. Someone say, I am the church. I just want you to know something. I'm quickly coming to a close in just a few minutes. That's my first one. I got two more. I learned from my dad. (laughs) Guys, I'll be back in two years. Same same date. Some of you have heard of what is happening with my aunt, with her whole cancer thing and her surgery and all of that. And I'm not really sure exactly what's going on, but they're having some issues. And she will be in the hospital for the next, I don't, I'm not sure how long, we don't have any idea. But if God does not intervene, who knows what's going to happen. Sometimes we have to have God interrupt our schedule. Sometimes with this, like this, what's happening right now, we don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what, what's going to happen, Mom. We don't know anything. We don't hold our f- future. We're not even promised tomorrow. But sometimes we have to say, I will not leave here until I encounter God. I'm telling you right now that you aren't promised tomorrow. And today could be the day that you have your last opportunity to encounter God. So whether I'm preaching to you right now or I'm preaching to us, Dad, I don't want to leave here until I feel like I've encountered God for Aunt Karen. How many of you in here can say that if God doesn't intervene, I don't have any idea what's going to happen? Today is your day to encounter him. You're not promised tomorrow, but today is the day that you need to get up on your feet right now and say, I'm going to encounter him. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He can set you free. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost. He can put your marriage back together. I'll tell you what, Mom. Listen, I'm 19. I don't have any idea what it's like to have a wife or anything like that. But at the young age that I am, I am so sick and tired of seeing the devil come after the church's marriages. And I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. 
I'm telling you that the Lord is here right now. And I could put this microphone down and I believe this place could explode right now. Sometimes, sometimes we have to bridge the gap for other people. Like my Aunt Karen, she's weak right now. She's weak in every aspect of her life because of what she's going through. I was in the hospital months ago. I hate talking about that because y'all hear about it all the time, and I'm not going to talk about it right now. But I was there, and I was so weak, not only physically, but I was weak in my spirit. Because I said, why am I going through what I'm going through? I don't understand. I just want to give up and quit. And I just want you to know dad and you to know mom. And you to know all of my church family that held me up in prayer. That if it wouldn't have been for you, I'm telling you, I wouldn't have gone out of that hospital. Sometimes we have to bridge the gap for somebody. Let me just say this. What if you are one prayer away from seeing every person in your family saved? What if you are one prayer away? What if you are one altar service away from seeing the healing that we have waited years and years to see? Brother Jason, what if we're one prayer away? I believe the Lord is going to do it. But what if it's just one more time? Would you lift your voice to the Lord right now and just worship him? I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Something's about to break loose in here. Someone's about to get revived in here right now. Woo! Someone's about to be delivered. Someone's about to be delivered. The angels of the Lord are here. Hmm. Stand on your feet. Everyone stand on your feet. I'm coming to a close. I still have one more time to say it, but this is my third time as well. I'm coming to a close. Here's my third one. We all know of the blind man named Bartimaeus in the New Testament when he heard and he knew that Jesus was coming into the city he was in. He knew it. And you know, Spencer, he didn't wait where he was seated and begging. You know what he did? He grabbed on to people he didn't even, I believe it. He grabbed on to some of the crazy... Everyone probably thought he was losing his daggum mind, Zach. And he said, I don't care who I have to grab onto. I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care how many times I get smacked around and pushed around and bullied and what everyone says about me. But I am going to encounter Jesus. And what happened when he encountered Jesus? The Bible says that he was made whole. This is what I believe. I believe 
whenever we worship. Why? We really have no idea, Dad. But whenever we worship, the angels come. We know that part. I have no idea why. We can make guesses all day long. But I don't just believe that the angels come. Because I truly believe when Jesus walked the earth, that he worshiped with the people. And he danced with the people. I believe it. I do. And I'm crazy enough to believe that when we, the church, begins to worship and to edify the body and to lift him up, I really believe that Jesus himself comes to the building. And he dances in the aisles with us. And he walks in the altar. I know. I sound I told you I'm crazy. But I believe this. And I believe that every time that we come into the presence of God. And that we come into this place. That when we lift up the name of Jesus. That Jesus Christ himself comes into the building. Now I'm going to speak to you. You might not be blind. But this is the time that Jesus is coming into your city right now. Why would you let him walk past you? And why would you go home the same way you came in this place? I want to tell somebody that Jesus is here. And when Jesus is here, anything can happen. I'm going to give you 20 seconds to worship the Lord because we're going to draw in some stuff right now from the heavens. You have 20 seconds right now to worship the Lord. Come on. I'm giving you time. What if this was your moment? What if this was your moment? Someone get the Lord's attention right now. Someone get the Lord's attention. The angel is standing on guard. The angel of the Lord is here. Jesus is here. Ten more seconds. Ten more seconds. I shouldn't have to beg you to come to this altar right now. But if you need something from the Lord, I dare you to run to this altar. Oh, someone run to this altar right now. Don't you miss your moment. Don't you miss your moment. I'm crazy enough to believe that everyone that needs a healing is going to leave here healed right now. Believe me or not, but I see some financial provision coming to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. come pray the prayer of faith every hand lifted in the building follow his instructions he's mighty anointed of God here's what we're going to do all over this house every hand lifted in the building 
I'm going to speak the word of faith over you. And when I'm done, I want you to grab the person beside you. And we're going to begin to lift up our voice and offer up a shout of praise unto the Lord. And when you begin to praise him, miracles are going to begin to happen all over this building. Not just because of your shout, but because of your sacrifice of praise in this building. Are you ready for it? Father, right now, by the...